Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five of the Moving to Florida show. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about preparing for hurricane season. Uh, we're going to talk about living in Florida and getting ready for hurricane season, give you a little bit of information on the hurricanes that we have come through as well. I am your host, Judson, along with uh, co-host Mohit Badlani. Hey, guys. How are you today, Mr. Badlani? Doing well. How about yourself? I am doing good. Doing good. It's just another day in paradise, right? Yeah, nice sunny day out there. It's been raining the last couple of days, though. Right. We do uh, have a, a tropical system out there in the Gulf right now, so we've had a, a pretty wet weekend, though it's uh, beautiful and sunny as of this afternoon anyway. It's a great segue for our uh, for our for our topic for today's hurricanes, tropical storms. Right, for sure. Well, before we get started, I definitely want to point out uh, some resources for this because, you know, after all, what do we know? We're just a couple of real estate agents here in sunny central Florida, though, as we said, uh, uh, it is sunny this afternoon, but actually it was pretty cloudy earlier today. Um, but uh, I mean, that's that's just uh, part of what we deal with is the weather here. So real quick, the some of the resources that we use to prepare for this show, um, the official website of the Department of Homeland Security, ready.gov slash hurricanes. Um, I found a really good one that I had not heard of before, again, while preparing for this, uh, preparing for this episode about preparing. <laughs> um, anyway, the website was the Insurance Information Institute, uh, iii.org slash article slash preparing dash hurricane. And then FEMA also has a great resource as well, but um, their link for that was just way too long. So I'm not going to read it out. We'll just be sure to include that. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll put that one in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. So yeah, we just don't want to steer you guys or deter you guys from Florida because we do have these natural, you know, uh, hurricanes that come through, but you know, we get a, a good advance notice when they are coming so we can prepare ourselves. Uh, just a, just a little bit of a history. We've approximately had about 500 tropical storms and subtropical cyclones, as they call it, uh, that affect the state of Florida since 1851. Um, that's been impacting the state of Florida. And unfortunately, there's been over 10,000 deaths and hurricane hunters and hurricane fighters have, have noticed that since 1943. Just so you guys understand that this is just a, not to scare you guys or steer you guys in any way, like I mentioned earlier, it's just to inform you guys that this natural disaster has happened. But I mean, anywhere you live in the United States, uh, you'll, you'll have some kind of natural disaster, whether it's in the Midwest where it, with snow and ice and, or the East Coast with uh, snow and ice as well and cold. Earthquakes. Uh, the yeah, West Coast, West you got Coast, earthquakes yeah. out there, yeah, and uh, sure you have some sandstorms out in the in the Nevada era area. Well, I'll tell you the the thing about hurricanes to me is you know at least we can see them coming. We have you know plenty of advance warning. They don't just just pop up and they're here on top of you before you know it. Exactly, exactly. So you can prepare yourself well, and we're going to show you some of the stuff that we do today to prepare ourselves as well as uh, go through some lists here. Right, for sure. So, so do we want to talk about what we do to prepare first, or do we want to just dive into this list? Let's, let's do the list first, and then we'll talk about what we do to prepare. All right. So number one is to plan your evacuation route well ahead of time. So if you live on the coast, it's possible that you might have to evacuate if there's a major storm headed your way. You'll definitely get instructions from the local government, and um, they say it's definitely smart to have an evacuation plan ahead of time. 
basically know where you're going to go and what you're going to do if you do have to evacuate. Um, you also want to take your pets into account with this. You definitely want to take the pets with you, as well as making sure that you take any important papers with you. Now, you know, it's important to note there, most of the people that might have to evacuate are going to be the ones that live close to the coast. If you're well inbound, and I mean, even like we are here in the Orlando area, you're probably not going to have to evacuate. I, I don't know what the history is and if they've ever had to, to evacuate here. Uh, I can tell you during Hurricane Irma, we were somewhat new to Florida. My wife said, it's a Category 5, we're going. And, and we did. But that was definitely not a mandated evacuation like we're talking about here. No, uh, there are some mandated evacuations that happen in South Florida more than, it, than Orlando. Um, I know they had some in the uh, panhandle of Florida as well, but that was uh, a few years back. Orlando doesn't have uh, as far as I've lived here, hasn't had any uh, mandatory evacuations, but we did just to prepare ourselves. We did decide to evacuate a couple of times, but um, coming back here, it's uh, it's usually pretty easy. And this, you know, the the state of Florida does a really good job of uh, cleaning and clearing the roads and uh, preparing for something like this. I mean, they've been having hurricanes almost forever, so if they haven't prepared it by now, it's we have a problem. Right. What What was it, 1851? Is that when you said since, is, that's how long they've been recording them? That's when they started right. tracking them, right. yeah, or, or recording them. For sure, for sure. All right, number two, keeping non-perishable emergency supplies on hand. When a hurricane warning is issued, people run to the, to the grocery stores like mo- most of us do, and Especially, uh, you know, they do get as much as possible, get ahead of the rush and, you know, have the following things in hand. Have extra batteries on you, candles, lamps with fuels. Now our cell phones have flashlights on them now, too. So you have that. Uh, Matches, keep these dry. Um, uh, Materials for tools for emergencies like home repairs and such, uh, such as heavy plastic sheets, plywood, hammer, prescription drugs. Uh three days worth of drinking water. Uh, that's the first thing that usually runs out at the grocery store is water. Water and bread. Yeah. <laughs> water and bread. Uh, eggs too. Uh, food that, you know, you don't have to refrigerate or cook. Uh, portable NOAA weather radio, a wrench and other basic tools, a flashlight, of course. Uh, perishable, uh, Non-perishable foods uh, like canned goods. Uh, first aid kit is very important. A whistle. Yeah. Just in case you have to signal for help. Right. Exactly. And you got to, you know, open your, your perish. I mean, non-perishables, those cans, you got to have a, you know, a manual can opener for food, uh, cell phone with chargers and backup battery. Uh, most of the time in, in the state of Florida, they've done a really, really good job of stocking, uh, the grocery stores prior to any hurricanes. So, um, you are less likely not to find, you know, these type of items. And then you always have Amazon. Right, for sure. But it's it's also good to stock up ahead of time and make sure you've got these supplies on hand so that you don't have to make that mad dash to the grocery store and, and battle with everybody else. Correct. Yeah. And uh, that last one you said there, backup batteries, I think that's becoming more and more important. Just like you said, we've all got a flashlight built in there. Um, right. You want to exactly. make sure you've got a, a charger, a backup battery, maybe even, you know, they make these backup batteries with like a solar panel built into them. Something like that's probably a good idea as well. Those are very good ideas. People and people also get generators. Have a generator on you. I mean, there are things that we we need in our homes, and some of, some of the older folks that that live down here, they may need some uh, you know some breathing equipment that they have that they need to keep on 
a you know a plug or a charge or of some sort so it's important to have a generator generator if you need one yeah yeah if you've got to have power you definitely need that or um you know solar pedal solar panels and a tesla backup battery that come in handy i have solar panels uh, what, what about the backup <laughs> battery the tesla I, I didn't put a backup battery just yet but that's uh that's in the works awesome yeah, you'll be prepared. Another thing that people should do as far as preparing, not one of the, the items on our list, but um, as far as cleaning up around your home too, you, uh, just ahead of hurricane season is always a good time to do this, but cut weak branches and, and trees that could fall on your house or, or get blown down and also pick up any loose items, especially if there's when there's a storm on the way, pick up any loose items that you have outside because they could come become projectiles and you know break a window or, or cause other property damage. And then also, if your home has gutters, you should make sure that they're clear and ready for the downpour because even if your area doesn't take a direct hit, there's going to be lots of rain. Tons of rain. So you just be prepared. Make sure you clean your gutters out like uh, Judson said. Also, uh, any loose items outside, like uh, just piggybacking off of what you said, uh, sometimes you can't bring like large trampolines in because I know a lot of people in the state of Florida have trampolines and make sure you securely tie them down if you have to take bring sandbags and sand them down flip them upside down so they do not fly away because they can be pretty dangerous uh if they are uh you know not securely in place yes absolutely great point um we also have a note here about storm shutters uh it's a great idea to install storm shutters to protect your windows from breakage especially if you're closer to the coast um alternatively you can also use plywood i know some people will do this they'll use plywood and actually put uh over the windows i think probably you know only when you have maybe a storm coming that's going to have stronger winds but again like we've said you, you have plenty of time ahead of of it to ahead of the storm to do that if you see that you've got a major storm heading your way so something I was kind of surprised over is uh, I was out in Melbourne this past weekend and all the homes over there, all the new homes as well, are pre-done uh, with shutters. That's awesome. It's And they have I, – I, I was asking someone, what's all those stuff, uh, those little uh, locks and stuff outside of every window and every doorway, every entryway way of, into the house? They're like, that's for, that's for pre-built-in shutters. So I mean, all you have to do is snap them in place and uh, and you know protect yourself, protect your homes. Yeah, that's great. That's good that they're doing that these days. And I know I know there is a an insurance, a homeowner's insurance discount associated with having storm shutters as well. So definitely something worth looking at. Absolutely. What do we got for number three? Take an inventory of your personal property. So taking an inventory of everything in your home is going to help make sure that, uh, A, you've got enough insurance to replace your personal possessions. B, it's going to speed up the claims process. C, it's also going to help substantiate your claim. Uh, and then it's also helpful if you need to apply for any sort of disaster aid or anything uh, like this. Now, from what from what I've seen, the best way to do this, uh, especially in the age of cell phones, is just you know get your cell phone, open up the video, camera and do a walkthrough of your home. Just document everything in your home along the way. Just make it one big long video, document everything. It's helpful to know, you know, maybe what you paid for the item or what it's worth. And you also want to make sure that you upload this video to something like Dropbox or another cloud service in case your phone is lost or damaged. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the cloud service don't, doesn't cost any money. Uh, I know some ones are, are practically free. I think Apple does theirs free for up to a certain uh, certain amount. So, yeah, use those services for emergencies as well. And, you know, I mean, if you need to, speak to an attorney and uh, get a will done, too. 
because those are important. I mean, you you may have uh, uh, something written down somewhere, but they it might not be uh, you know legal or up to the standard. Um, another thing is cash. Keep cash on hand because if you know there's no power out there, no one's going to take credit cards or anything. If you are looking to get something in an emergency, keep cash on hand. Go to the ATM prior to get some cash out, uh, and um, and keep that on hand just for emergencies. Great point. All right, number four. What do we have here? Review your insurance policy. Preparing for hurricane season is a great time to review your homeowner's insurance uh, to make sure that you have enough coverage. It is important to note that the state of Florida has hurricane deductibles. Uh, when was the last time you reviewed your uh, homeowner's insurance policy? I am probably a little bit overdue for, for that. Uh, really, we've only been in the house for a couple of years, so I, I think we're doing okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so I had to do that this year. Uh, my insurance policy did go up slightly. So, you know, we were comparing other insurance policies. So I was going down the list and seeing, taking a look at uh, uh, comparing it with the other insurance policies. I had to do that. So it's very important that you take a look at that every year because sometimes uh, insurance companies update their, uh, their policies and you may or may not know what type of policies that they've updated. So as long as you keep in touch with that and uh, and see that it doesn't affect uh affect you as far as when it comes to hurricanes or natural disasters that uh, that you're covered well um so what a florida what florida has is a hurricane deductible now what this is is that applies to damages from hurricanes it's usually a bit more than your normal deductible and it's often expressed as a percentage of the volume of the home versus a set dollar amount Uh, one to maybe five percent is common uh, this is not something that's just a Florida thing. 19 states and the District of Columbia have hurricane deductibles. Right. Yeah. So, uh, for example, I know our um, our deductible for hurricanes is 2% of the value of the home. That's what ours is. Versus the standard, I think our, our standard deductible for like any kind of damage is $1,500. And then... If the if it's a named storm, basically, then the deductible that two percent deductible applies. So I did go and pull a little information on that because, to be honest, this is one of those things that even I wasn't sure about. I, I had always heard that it was if it's a named storm, but it turns out that that was not true because a, a named storm, even the tropical storms and tropical systems, get a name. But it turns out that the is at least according to the information that I found, the uh, hurricane deductible does not apply to those. So going back to the website that we mentioned at the top of the show, the Insurance Information Institute, uh, I'm just going to read this verbatim. This is what they said on their site. By Florida statute, the application of a hurricane deductible is triggered by windstorm losses resulting only from a hurricane declared by the National Weather Service. So again, that's what we found online. It has to be a hurricane declared by the National Weather Service. That's when that hurricane deductible would actually apply. And they go on to say a little bit more about it. It's um, from the moment that they issue the warning up until 72 hours after the the hurricane watch ends that would apply so you don't necessarily have to have the hurricane come directly over you but it does have to be a named hurricane or named by the national weather service oh interesting 
Right. Yeah. So, like I said, that was a little interesting because it it was a little contrary to what I've always heard. And so I, I did think that that was an interesting piece. All right. So that pretty much wraps up our list. There's certainly a lot more things you can do to prepare for a storm. And I think everybody's level of preparedness is going to be different, both depending on, you know, kind of how they prepare, they prefer to do it. And then also depending on what area they're in and, and what the chances of actually getting hit by a major storm are. So definitely check out the resources that we named at the top of the show. And then uh, we'll include those in the show notes as well. But I think now we'd like to tell the people a little bit about what we do to prepare as well. Um, I can tell you this after after preparing for the show and reading through this, I realize uh, I'm I'm definitely on the lack side of the spectrum. I, I don't feel like I do a, a lot of these things to prepare, and and maybe that's a yeah. I was gonna say maybe that's a comfortability with it. I, I grew up in Louisiana where we get hit by hurricanes there too. I was in the north part of Louisiana, so they were always a weaker storm by the time they came through our area, but. Yeah, it's a little bit different here, and I do some of these things. Um, but, but Mo, tell us, what, what do you do to prepare for a storm? So I, I've been here for 22 years. So being here for 22 years, in the beginning, we wouldn't prepare as much because we weren't used to anything like that because we were from the Midwest. I mean, uh, we would have snowstorms and, you know, extreme cold weather, but you, you would just get some blankets and make sure your pipes don't burst. Uh, so down here is getting all, <laughs> yeah right getting um, all these supplies ahead of time like you mentioned uh, it's very important that you do that it's uh, uh, people don't realize that when you get to a grocery store when you know there's a hurricane coming you're gonna be out of a lot of items I know like I mentioned you know hurricane uh, a lot of these grocery stores during hurricane season they stock up a lot but you know having things like your batteries in place, um, my wife got um, little uh, LED lanterns in the house. So, I mean, and keeping gas and, and candles is very, very good because those things also run out of juice after some time. So you always have to have a backup for the backup. Absolutely. So it just got to be prepared. I mean, uh, for the most part, um, we haven't seen our electricity or anything shut off for more than a day or two. I know during... Uh, Charlie, we had our um, electricity shut off for about three days. I think that was the longest I've uh, encountered with no electricity and, you know, um, the whole state or whole city not having electricity. But yeah, having all those things in in place prior to, we have a small little uh, closet um, that's uh, in our garage that we keep all this stuff in. I mean, perishable foods, after some times, they do non-perishable foods. After some time, you know, we do take them out and replace them with something new or something else. But yeah, it's it's very important that you keep that in place too. Water is another one. Um, keep bottles of, tons of bottles of water, at least, at least three to four cases of those 24 to 36 packs. Keep those on hand as well. Yep. Yeah, I mean, water doesn't go bad, so <laughs> keep that on hand. Uh, it might be a little warmer, but that's about it. So that's basically what we do to prepare. We keep all this stuff throughout the year or we replenish them if we see them getting low. Because sometimes like, oh, man, I'm out of batteries. <laughs> so we'll pull them off the uh, the, uh, the hurricane stash, but we'll, we'll go back in there and replace them. Yeah, and, and batteries, same. Batteries do expire over time, so good to, to replace those. Yeah, I think we kind of do the same thing. I uh, We keep a well-stocked pantry anyway. We have, um, in addition to our, our normal freezer, we have a deep freezer, which I keep pretty well stocked. One of the things that uh, I do pretty much year-round is 
any extra space in that freezer, we'll save like milk jugs and jug, you know, other jugs and fill them up with water and put in there. So they're, you know, they're a, they're going to keep everything colder longer in, in the case of a power outage, but then B that's also backup drinking water if needed. So kind of a, a dual purpose there. And then uh, we don't do the re- the disposable bottles so much. I mean, we especially if there's a storm coming, we might go get a case or two. But we have a lot of reusable water bottles, so we'll fill all of those up. Um, we've got a, a really great reverse osmosis system, you know, water filtration system in our house for drinking water. So I've got one of the big like five gallon jugs. That's part of my hurricane prep every year is I just go ahead and fill it up just in case. Very smart. I, never, I haven't thought about that. Yeah, I, I have a reverse osmosis system too. I just never thought of, you know, filling those up and then stashing them. Yeah, it, it, I mean, that works. And and same, you know, I don't want to leave it full year round. So after hurricane season passes, I'll, I'll empty it and just refill it every year as needed. And then another one that we didn't mention actually in the show was, uh, you know, if there's a major storm coming and it's kind of at the point when it's imminent, you can also fill up your bathtubs. I mean, that's a, a good way to get have some extra water on hand if needed. Yeah, very. it's very important. And when I had uh, my own brick-and-mortar store here in uh, Kissimmee, we would board up our windows. So uh, we had an awning on top of the of, of the building as well. So we would tie those down as much as we could. So, you know, th- that can be very volatile if it's just coming shooting across at 160 miles per hour. Yeah, I mean, just like a trampoline, right? It, exactly, just like a trampoline. So uh, board up your windows if you know for sure that this is going to be pretty bad. Or even if you don't know if it's going to be bad or not, uh, it's always good to prepare because most of our windows now, or at least the newer homes, have double pane windows. Yeah, they can sustain certain amount of wind, but you never know when something projectiles coming towards your window and it will break your double pane windows. Yeah, for sure. Just because you've gone out in the yard and picked up all the loose debris and everything that you have outside doesn't mean that all of your neighbors did. So definitely something to be aware of. Exactly. And I have a park in front of me, too. So a lot of kids leave a lot of their bicycles or whatever the case might be. And, you know, it's it's a little concerning. But, you know, as long as I know I, I boarded up my windows and kept my family safe. And that, I mean, that's the point of it, just to keep your family safe, fed and, you know, have plenty of water. Right, for sure. And and not, not storm water, right? No storm water. <laughs> uh, another thing, get sandbags because water will come in between and underneath your doors. Uh, no matter how much seal you have underneath there, that's uh, it's a lot of water. So just put some sandbags in front of your door or behind your door, however you want to place them. I know there's a correct way to do so. Um, you can go on YouTube and find the correct way to put your sandbags down. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely not an expert on that one. <laughs> exactly. So n- neither am I. I usually put them in front of my door so I know the water doesn't come right into it. But there's, like I said, there's only so much you can do to prepare. But as long as you're prepared, you'll be fine. Well, I, I think that about does it. Uh, it. I think we've covered this topic pretty in-depth. Um, like we said at the top of the show, we don't want to scare people off, but this is a reality of living in Florida. It does depend on you know what area you're in as to how bad of a storm you might get. And of course, these things are all over the place as well. That's why they, they call their prediction spaghetti models, right? Yes. <laughs> So um, I guess we'll wrap it up then here. Uh, if you'd like to connect with us about your move to Florida, you can reach us at the moving to Florida show at gmail.com or on our website, moving to Florida show.com. You can also connect with us on social media for Facebook and Instagram. Our handle is at moving to Florida show. And for Twitter, it is at moving to FL show. Mm-hmm.